Hey gorgeous mama, if you are ready to feel empowered in your pregnancy and birth journey, then my love, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Birth Like a Badass podcast with your host, me, Nikki Syme. Real talk for real women on all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Let's go. Oh, hey, mama. Welcome back to another episode of Birth Like a Badass. Today, I want to have a chat to you about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. And you are welcome. (laughs) Seriously, I think I miss my calling as a singer. (laughs) And maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't give up my day job. Um, right, sex, let's just, let's just talk about sex, shall we? Seriously, like, this is such a tricky, tricky topic to navigate after you've had kids. And, you know, from my personal experience, um, after having my first, even though he was a C-section, I know I dilated, I still dilated to seven centimeters. And I actually found that when I went back to trying to have sex with Gary, um, it was actually really painful. It was really, really painful, um, which was surprising because I was like, but he came out, you know, out the sunroof. So why am I experiencing so much pain with this? And um, I still actually to this day don't know why, but it actually didn't go away. So the whole time um, up until my last birth, um, and now I was having really painful sex and it really kind of screwed with my enjoyment of lovemaking, you know, like before kids, I was really, really like highly sexed, love having sex. Um, and I still do, but what happened was, I guess, every time that we went to make love and it hurt, I kind of shut off to it more and more, which is understandable when you're in pain, right? Like you're feeling in pain. It's not really feeling that enjoyable and you still want it. Like there's a still desire there for it, but it just, yeah, it wasn't really that nice of an experience. So I just, yeah, I just came to actually not enjoy it at all, which really sucked to go from that extremity of I love sex to and having it as often as I want to do and enjoying it as much as I want to do, you know, um, to then actually, hang on, I'm just going to shut the window, to then actually, yeah, get to a point where every time that we made love, it was it was painful. And this kind of happened, it continued right through. And even after Phoenix, I remember still, you know, like, and it was internal pain. Yeah, it was really um really up in there (laughs) this is so much information um but you know what we get to have these conversations and that's what this is about is having those conversations that other people aren't having and the stuff that we kind of mull over in our heads and get stuck and caught up in in our minds and think that we're the only ones dealing with it and you're not that's what the intention behind this podcast is is to really make sure that you feel less alone like really less alone so um yeah, like sex has been a really tricky, tricky thing for us to navigate. And as a lot of you know, I'm actually a relationship expert as well. So I know the importance of sex in a relationship. Um, but when you kind of are in that point where it's like, it hurts, like every time that we make love, it's hurting. 
of course there's going to be an, a part of you that's just like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is just not feeling good. Yeah. So if that is you and you are experiencing something similar, then I see you and I understand. Like, it's it's a really tricky situation and position to be in, my love. And just know that you're not alone. Um, and then it was after, and I do wonder, actually, I do wonder if it was because I yeah, see, but then I just, yeah, I just really don't know. I was going to say I do wonder if it was because I got to a certain part, certain um, dilation and then didn't go all the way, so it just kind of came back. But then it wouldn't make sense anyway. Like, it shouldn't matter how far you dilated. Anyway, that's my experience with that. Um, and now after having Levi, I, um, I'm not experiencing painful sex. I did for a little bit initially, which was just like, oh, what the heck is going on now? Like, why is this happening now? Um, and what I actually discovered was that I went and saw a um, a physio, a woman's health physio. Highly recommend if you're kind of experiencing something similar to what I'm about to share. Um, but I was wasn't having the same kind of pain, so he could he could get in me, and there was no internal pain, but there was pain at what felt like the entrance of the the vagina, my pussy. Um, And I was like, well, this is different. This is very new. And so I went and sought out support just to make sure that, you know, my hips and everything were in place. And she actually said my pelvic floor was too – too tight. So the work that I'd been doing on my pelvic floor to strengthen post-birth had actually (laughs) – taken it too far and my pelvic floor was too tight so anytime he was kind of trying to enter me my pelvic floor was gripping and that was causing the pain on the entrance and I was like oh okay so she was like you need to stop doing all of your pelvic floor exercises and I actually want you to focus on um doing like softening exercises and relaxing your pelvic floor more which is so like goes against what we're taught right like as soon as baby's out it's pretty much like do your pelvic floor and all through our lives it's around do your pelvic floor make sure you like you're doing your exercises constantly keep going keep going keep going sorry I don't know if you can hear that banging next door but um they're replacing carpets um so it seems really counterintuitive especially after pushing a watermelon out of your vagina to then go and relax that space you want to tighten it right because there's the fear of incontinence there's the fear of you know wetting yourself in public which drives you to just want to be like okay let's clench this but it can actually take you the opposite way as well in which you get too tight and that's what was happening with Gary and I so now um now when we are making love and having sex um I'm very conscious on relaxing my pelvic floor and just doing that, like having stopped doing the, the pelvic floor exercises. So I can run now and I I can run with um, a, a slightly full bladder or, you know, wee in my bladder and I don't have any leakage, any problems like that. Um, and I'm starting to have sex that doesn't hurt. Yeah, so that's really been a really, really lovely transition back. It's like, like it's gone full circle almost back to – yeah, getting back into a place where I can um, actually really enjoy it. And then the other thing on top of all of this is when to have it, right? Like now all of a sudden it's not as easy to just be spontaneous and to be, you know, taken when the mood arises type thing, right? And this is something that G and I have really navigated too because I love morning sex, he likes night sex, and really the only times that we can really do it uh, is more in the afternoons, <laughs> right? So we're kind of like, how the heck? And then often in the afternoons, I'll because he finishes work at around three, 
but then often in the afternoons I'm like really stuck into my work and what I'm doing and the kids are at daycare three days a week so we we tend to try and make the most of the days that they're at daycare um but it's a real a real juggle with trying to figure out how to actually make it work how to actually fit it in how to actually create that space in that time and you know what there has been times when the boys have been downstairs and been watching tv and we've literally snuck upstairs for a quickie and you know as long as they're safe and you know that they're okay then you get to just kind of this is and remember this is just my personal opinion but I think that we get to just kind of make it fun and playful when we can yeah and that is seizing little opportunities and there's also a little bit of fun in that and like oh my god what if we get caught type thing like there's been times where we've been having a a little quickie and we'll hear one of the kids starting to race up the stairs and we're just cracking up laughing because they're like oh my god you know halfway through and we're like scrambling to put our clothes on before bugs come upstairs um and then at the other side at the other time you know wanting to be open really open around sex and stuff with the kids as well so it's a real journey it's definitely a real journey and one that I think is just continually evolving um but I think there is this real stigma or this real expectation put on especially for women that you can't be sexy when you've had kids or and I know a lot of women take this on whether or not is it a is it an expectation or a standard or something that is kind of put on society that when you're a mum you you lose all of your sexual desires I feel like it is I feel like that that is like something that is put on women yeah um that when you've had your children then that's the end of your sex life you're a mum now and you have to dress daggy and you can't be a sexual being anymore and, and I'm really here to challenge that because it's like well you were a sexual being before you had kids and you're a sexual being after you've had kids like you are naturally sexual beings your kids are sexual beings you're going to see them start to explore themselves sexually at a very young age right and it's such a natural part of the human being nature of if human experience yet it's so shamed um so yeah i just feel like you know as a woman you know when you take away the label of mother as a woman come back to that part of you that requires to feel sexually liberated that requires to make love to their partner that requires to have like receive and experience pleasure you know these things that are your birthright and just because you've become a mama doesn't mean that you are not able to experience those things anymore that you lose your right to experience those things anymore it doesn't make you wrong it doesn't make you dirty it doesn't make you disgusting it you're still a woman yeah like you are a woman and a mother but you're a woman first you're a human being first and your desires and your needs around sex and pleasure are really they need to be honored and valued and respected and yeah allowing yourself to actually step into that i believe makes you a better mother because you know we've all been around sexually frustrated people right like that shit fucking you feel that shit <laughs> right like there's no hiding it you feel it and I get that it becomes more challenging but you get to be really creative and and this is probably the one topic of conversation that Gary and I are constantly coming back to is, is sex and how to really bring more of it into our lives and how to actually manage it more so there are times when you know I don't because I don't like having sex at night when I get into bed I'm like I'm ready to sleep at night and but there are times when you have to compromise and go okay cool let's 
let's make love. It has to be a priority. So if it's not something that you're doing right now, the invitation is, and this is coming from, you know, a relationship expert's space, is that the invitation is to at least be making it a priority to happen once a week, like minimum once a week. Just initially, if you haven't been having it at all since kids, um, and for a while, I know I know friends that have really gone through this and, and you know, have had sex three times in the last kind of six to seven months since the baby was born. So, um, and, you know, the reason that sex is so important is because it differentiates you from just being flatmates or roommates, yeah? Like, otherwise you might as well just be flatting and going out and just doing whatever you wanted to do. Like, sex is such an integral part. Like, sexual intimacy is such an integral part of a relationship, a healthy, thriving relationship. If that's missing, then you're your flatmates, your roommates. Um, and I was speaking to a friend yesterday who was saying that, you know, that's that's his experience at the moment. And, like, he's, he's loving that he's able to kind of direct that sexual energy in, into other areas of his life. But he's also, um, also, he's like, oh, yeah, we do feel like flatmates. We do feel like roommates. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in a relationship with a roommate. I want to have passion. I want to feel excitement. I want to feel pleasure. I want to feel turned on. I want to feel excited about my partner. And part of that is the sexual experience that you get to have together. So if it is something that has really been lacking for you, then the invitation would be to really look at, okay, how can we sit down and have a conversation with your partner and you know, just be open to what they have to say and share openly about what's important for you and then figure out a way that you can actually prioritize making love. You know, if it is setting up time every week where you go, okay, on this night at, you know, after we get the kids into bed early, we sit down, we have a glass of wine together, we connect, we do an intimacy exercise um, and then we make love. You know, I know for me especially, like, to switch my brain off, I can't really just go, unless it's just for a quickie, it's like I have to have time to warm up and slow down and get out of my head and into my body to be able to make love and receive sexually. So that's why the invitation would be to, you know, create that space of an hour where you can sit or an hour or two or whatever it is that you need where you can sit, have a glass of wine, have a chat, connect, maybe do an eye-gazing exercise, do some kind of intimacy-building exercise, then gently just start touching each other and holding hands and build up to making love. But it's really, really, really important for the health of your relationship to be bringing sex back into your your relationship um, sooner rather than later. Um, and, of course, you know, if you are experiencing pain, if you are having problems down there, then um, – Go and seek help. Go and seek support with that because sex is not supposed to be painful. Yeah, so if you're experiencing painful sex at all, then there's something happening in there that gets to be looked at. Women's health physio, amazing. Really highly recommend. Maybe a gynecologist, that could be something too. I know that, you know, I had endometriosis and my symptom of that was painful sex, so that could be something too. Um, But if there is kind of any discomfort or anything going on in there around sex, then go and get it checked out, yeah, like, it's really important to take care of that that powerful part of your body, your womb, your your vagina. It's such a a special place for us women, such a powerful place. It's where we hold so much wisdom and we also store a lot in there, right? We store a lot of trauma, we store a lot of ang- um anger. We store a lot of emotion in our vaginas as well. 
Um, so if there is pain or discomfort, then it's telling you something. It's telling you something that there's there to look at. Um, but yeah, sex, 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 sex. I love sex. I really love sex. Um, other things that you can try if you're like feeling like the passion's a little bit lacking. There's an amazing board game out there called Monogamy that um, is a lot of fun. It's really around building intimacy and, and having a hot affair with your partner. Um, but trying to bring the play back in, you know, like after kids, we tend to get quite serious. I sure have. <laughs> and we forget that laughter and play is just such a beautiful, beautiful vibrational frequency to be living in and spending time in. Um, laughing with your partner is really important. It's really important for bonding. It raises that serotonin. Um, and it, it's an intimacy thing too. Yeah. So taking time to have the play and have the fun if you are feeling disconnected from your beautiful man um and remembering too that you know sex isn't just about getting off for the dude and it's not just about getting off for us women too either it's actually connection so women desire to feel emotionally connected before they can open to sex whereas men um desire sex to feel connected to their partners i know right like well played universe well played (laughs) um but this is very common. It's like a lot of women I have too. I'm like, he just uses me to get off. He just wants to stick it in me. I'm just a vessel for him. Um, and when I realized and learned that it's actually a lot more than that, like he doesn't like just having sex with me when I just open my legs and let him do it. He's like, he, he would rather jerk off than do that than have sex with me like that. Like he's very clear on that. Um, whereas I always just thought that I was doing him a favor, quotes, um, and letting him have sex with me when he needed to. And just like, oh man, like put yourself in his position. I'm just like, oh God, when I did that, I was just like, oh, that's just the worst. What a horrible fucking experience for him. And he's always saying, you know, sex is so much better when you are a participant, when you are actively participating in it, when you are feeling like seeing you get turned on is so much more exciting for me than my you know, getting off, like, I love, he loves seeing me get turned on, and I guarantee you, like, this is going to be the same for your partner, right, like, so this is where open communication is really important, and, and being willing to have those conversations, like, we've had conversations where it's been like, you know, we've said to each other, I don't find you sexy, you know, and Gary said to me, he's like, you're not sexy, he's like, I find you you physically sexy, but you don't think that you're sexy, so I don't think you're sexy. And I'm just like, whoa, okay, cool. But it's these real conversations. And they can hurt. It can just be a little bit like, ugh. But when it hurts, it's a sign that there's something there for you, right? Like that trigger is like, okay, cool, there's truth to this. Um, And from that space, it was like, okay, cool. I got to look at, well, actually, yeah, I don't feel sexy. I haven't been making my pleasure a priority. I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't been, you know, doing the things that bring me joy. And pleasure isn't always just about sexual stuff, right? It's, there's so much more to pleasure than just sex. Um, but I hadn't been allowing myself to to tap into that. And I'd also been expecting him to be the one to turn me on um, rather than bringing my turn on into the bedroom, into the relationship, right? So if you're kind of like, well, my partner doesn't know how to turn me on, he doesn't know how to get my juices flowing, then there's an invitation to look at, well, how much are you turning yourself on? Like what responsibility are you taking on in regards to turning yourself on? Yeah, and bringing your own pleasure to the bedroom, pleasure to your partner. So you bring your turn on to your partner to heighten. It's the same as when you meet your partner, right? You bring a whole beautiful, happy, healthy person to the person 
And then here's an added bonus to what you've already created for yourself. And it's the same with sex and turn on. Turn yourself on, build that beautiful turn on within yourself and then take that to your partner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's feeling pretty complete. I'm glad that we got to have this conversation. We got to open up this um, this chat together. I think it's a really important one that especially more women that we get to have because I think it's something that's quite taboo for a lot of women and, you know, not spoken about enough. You know, women often aren't seen as sexual creatures and that it's always the men that are the sexual creatures. It's just started raining and the pram's outside, so just bear with me while I go down and get it. Um, but, yeah, I think it's such a, a huge thing that, women are told that you know our sexual needs and desires aren't met and that sexually we are simply here for the man right we're here to please the man um but it's it's not the case at all and that narrative gets to change we get to shift that completely and we get to come back to the truth which is we are humans we are women we are sexual creatures we have desires we we deserve and we get to experience pleasure and play and fun and and all the juiciness that life gets to offer us, even when we become a mama, right? Like, even when we become a mama. All right, my love, so I feel like we kind of went a few places there in regards to pain after sex. Um, oh, there was one other thing that I thought, you know, it's really about listening to your body too, yeah? So making sure that you're not jumping into anything with in regards to your lovemaking, like making sure that you're tuning in and you're asking your body and building that beautiful relationship with your vagina, with your pussy, um, and making sure that when you do decide to try to have sex after you've had a baby, that it feels right, yeah? Don't, don't allow yourself to be pressured into it because your partner may want it or whatever, um, and remembering that he's just craving the connection with you, so maybe that connection can be played out or brought into the relationship in other ways. Um, but just making sure that you're honoring and you're listening to your body and listening to what it's telling you and then moving from there, yeah. And if there is pain, seeking help. Um, but, yeah, have fun. Get playful. Explore. See how you can bring more fun and play into it so it's not such a serious topic anymore. And even just spend time and ask your partner, you know, what does sex mean to them? What does sex mean to him to find out, you know, where his truth is with this? And, yeah, then you get to just build that intimacy that builds your connection. Like there's just so much beauty in the communication and just speaking about these things and often we're so scared to talk about, right? I get it. I totally get it. All right, my loves. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Of course, if you are new to the podcast, make sure you come and join me either on Instagram at birth.likeabadass or over on Facebook in the Birth Like a Badass community. Um, I have an amazing masterclass coming up on the 17th of March in 2021. If you would like to join for that, it's the Empowered Birth Masterclass. Um, I will drop all the details in the in the section, in the description section for this. Um, and otherwise, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you share with your friends. Let them know that I am here and the mission and... Um, yeah, we're all in this together, my loves. We really are. All right, gorgeous women, here is to having amazing, blissful, soulful, delicious, pleasurable, yummy, yummy sex well into our freaking 80s, 90s and beyond <laughs> and embracing this part of you as a mother as well and a woman. 
Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening, gorgeous woman. I hope you enjoyed the episode and make sure you remember to hit that subscribe button so you do not miss an episode on the Birth Like a Badass podcast. See you next time.